Welcome, everybody. In today's episode, our focus is on practical tips on how to level up your sales process to impact more lives. My guest today, Darlene Prede, teaches empathetic sales, all about building relationships, attracting the right client, and creating a better customer experience, shifting your mindset, and selling without compromise. So welcome. I am your host, Carol Clegg. And on this show, we like to explore different entrepreneurial journeys, just hearing from others where they've been, what's got in the way, inspiring tools to help you take action in your business, along with mindset, motivation, and a few marketing resources. So let's dive in together and find inspiration to create success in our businesses. Welcome, Darlene, and thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Carol. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm excited to to dig into this topic because, you know, it might sound something that's so familiar to a lot of people, but I'm really looking forward to your take and helping people look at it differently. Yes. So I'd love to tell our audience just a little bit more about you. So Darlene has over 25 years of experience in sales and business development, and she is able to equip business owners, business coaches, and entrepreneurs with the strategy and confidence to sell their services. She has a unique approach to business development. Empathetic selling and relationship building are at the core of who she is. So I am certainly looking forward to learning more about this different approach to sales. Some people just are, they're gifted naturally, they can just step into it and it flows and others are overwhelmed. But before we jump into our discussion all about sales, I'd love to ask you two quick questions. Yes, I'm excited. All right. So tell us, what is something your friends would be surprised to know about you? Oh, um, I am such an open book. That's a that's a really good question. Um, I do need so I'm such so extroverted, but I do need downtime. So I do like my alone time where I could either read or watch TV and just be block, you know, block people out. So I think people are surprised when they hear that. I need to recharge when my battery. Right. Yeah, it is so interesting because people don't necessarily relate that. They always see you out and about and always talking and forgetting that, um, yeah, to replenish, to charge yeah. your battery so they can get that wonderful side of you. And then the other question is, when do you feel most productive? And would you say that it relates to the time or to mindset? It's a thousand percent mindset. So um, I feel most productive when I'm operating in my zone of genius, which is connecting with people. Um, I get fueled. I get energized when I'm talking to either clients or um strategic partners or podcasts. I love that part of it. What drains me and when I'm least productive is when I have to be in the minutia of things. So any high detailed work really just, I can do it, but I have to hyper-focus. Yeah, that's good to recognize that because that's what we can then sometimes palm off to somebody else and stay in your zone of genius. So... Well, let's jump into, I have some wonderful questions that you provided. So thank you for that. What are some of the things you should not do as a salesperson? 
Well, there's so many, but um, some of the top things that are taught by a lot of um, sales coaches out there is to really highlight pain points or create fear in a client. Um, And that is just something I don't respond well to. So all of this, I will say, I'm not saying those tactics do not work. I'm saying I don't like to be sold that way and I don't like to sell that way. So when you're creating, discovering pain points is important, but when you're really putting fear in someone um, just to push a timeline or to push a service, that really comes across icky. Um, Also, a forced rush to make a decision or an uninformed decision. So I talk to a lot of people and they may be excited about what I do or the possibility, and that's great, but you don't want to get a client that is just excited and hasn't really thought it through because in the end, it's not going to be a good experience for them and ultimately you, even if you do get that customer. Yeah, I hear you on that one because just letting somebody process, we have to give space and time. And I think that high pressure of let's let's get the sale, let's tick the box, let's have it now because it's relationship building. Yes. And the more the trust is built and the more somebody gets to know your style. And I appreciate what you say because it's also where you feel as the coach and as the person offering the product, it's got to align with you as well as the person you're talking to. 1000% because especially yeah. in a service-based um, business, you, you're only as good as your happiest client, right? Like you just want to make sure that you're really in alignment and that you can do a, a good job. So right. are, there are some people you have to, you know, you have to listen to their cues. There are some decision makers that know they want to work with you and they're confident, but I would say that's a very small percentage. And you're able to tell from the conversation when they've done their due diligence, they've already know who you are. They've heard you. They have that no like and trust factor. So, you know, that's a little bit different. And it's not like I never sign somebody immediately. But for the majority, I'd rather have them kind of digest the information and know that it's the right move and come to their own conclusion with the information they provide. So I would love to know if we talk about that and giving them space, what are some daily practices that we as coaches, as entrepreneurs, that we could use to improve our sales? So I think knowing your value and understanding how to communicate it is super important. Um, There's so many coaches out there, right? Everybody's a coach now. Absolutely. Um, But knowing the value that only you can bring, and it's going to not resonate with everyone and being okay with that, Mm -hmm. but really being able to communicate what makes you different and how you can help in a seamless way is super, um, super important because I hear a lot of people that I'm on a call with them and 20 minutes in, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what they do or I'm sure who they serve. So you have to have that buttoned up. And if that means practicing on your cat or dog every day, (laughs) 
right? Keep yeah. telling your story. Yeah. So this way you know it inside out. Yeah, it's just as you said that as one thing that's just sprung to mind is one could even just, you know, record yourself on your phone um, and listen to that because, yeah, that being in that state of confusion about, well, who am I speaking to? What can they offer me? Why am I on this call? Um, you know, it um, doesn't find, serve you. Yeah, and I find it so valuable to have a good network where people who are going to speak truth and not right. just tell you, oh, that's great. Your website looks wonderful. You're perfect. And then you go out and you're you're failing and you don't know why. So having having that strong even if it's a small network, it could be one person of someone who's going to say, you know what, Carol, I that doesn't seem clear to me. Maybe I'm just not in your space, but I don't understand. Chances are it's going to resonate with more people who don't understand your message. Yeah, that's gold. I mean, that having truth spoken is absolute gold. That's, you know, that, yeah, having, as you said, a small network of support where you can um, expect that and, and give it in return, I think is um, is really wonderful. So the fear, we spoke about some people are absolutely naturals at, at sales and then other people of the fear. And I'm thinking that this is probably going to tie into mindset of some nature. But so here I am and I'm saying to you, Darlene, I am just so fearful of this whole sales process. What do I do? Um, what I tell my clients is to do that mind shift. Don't sell, have a conversation, share what you do, share what you love. You're passionate about what you're doing. That's why you created your business. Share that. That will either resonate or it won't with clients. So you don't have to quote unquote sell. I think a lot of people are really excited to share what they do. And then all of a sudden they put on a sales hat, they stiffen up, they become awkward. They become inauthentic. They don't know what the right thing to say. Um, And if you're just expressing, actively listening and sharing what you do, that's your sales call right there, but it doesn't have to be labeled sales. And I would say, I know that we talk about, you know, you talk about a discovery call and why that is so important that this kind of falls under that umbrella, doesn't it? It's the discovery call and it doesn't have to have the the sales hat on. Exactly. I think when people put sales in there, it creates some kind of pressure for them. So discovery is you're discovering what the client needs or what they're looking for. Um, And they're discovering what you can do for them. Sometimes that's a match made in heaven. And sometimes it may not be. And recognizing that, and again, not acting out of fear to say, oh, I have to have this client. Otherwise, I'm, you know, I I need to have five clients. It's good to have goals and, and all of those different things. But you have to get the right clients. And I can't stress that enough. Right. done it just doesn't you know it doesn't support anything so having having that call where you're really discovering about one another mm-hmm. takes the pressure off and it also builds that trust because i cannot tell you how many times i've spoken to someone whether i was selling my own services or another service and saying we're really not the right solution for you but i can probably introduce you to other people mm-hmm. in my network those people either come back themselves at some point when they do need me, 
or they know people that need exactly what I have. So it it builds that trust factor within them that they can know that you're not just pushing a solution on them. Right. And I love that, that collaboration, because we all have our own gifts. We all have our own styles. And it's a reminder that, you know, we're not the right person for everybody, but we might well know somebody. And, you know, that word of mouth referral is so much more powerful than you having to go out there and, you know, try and, and find your own person to do that. The other thing that's been crossing my radar quite a lot lately, and it's one of the trainings that I've been doing, is not to be scared of no. And to invite the no. And that's, to me, that's, that sort of ties in with sometimes this isn't going to be right. And to sit in that no and allow it to be. That's- yes. And a lot of my clients I hear regularly when they get that no, it's so defeating for them because they feel like they did something wrong, right? We're like all that pressure of having the exact right words and and all of that. Yes, we can navigate those calls and and deliver our value in in a great way, but it may not be I said there's there's no it's never going to be the right service, but they still may know other people. There's no it's not right now, or no, I truly don't have the budget. A lot of obstacles, you know, when people say, you know, I don't have budget, that's kind of an easy out for people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it truly is. So I'd like to dig into that a little bit to see, is it really a solution that they want and the timing or the budget is not right? Or is this just not the right solution? That doesn't hurt my feelings. I want to know where I stand so I can be of service to that person. Yeah, that, that's absolutely. And also ties into this when you said the follow-up and nurturing is so important because, yeah, you got the no. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us more about, you know, how much follow-up, how often, what does that look like, that nurturing of that relationship? So there, you know, again, I always, that's why I put the label on empathetic selling, because I know how I like to build relationships and how I like to be sold to. I sometimes talk to, I talk to a lot of people and if I don't need their service right then, if they never follow up, I talk to too many people that I will never remember. Even if I want to use your service now, I'll be like, wait, was her name Carol? Was it Kathy? You know, so it's like rolling around in my mind. So you have to keep following up in order to be relevant. And that timing may be right at that point, not in an obnoxious way. I like to ask permission. If somebody is like, "Mm, I'm just not, the timing is not right now. Like, what are you thinking? What's your decision-making process? What can be helpful to you? Let me send some information. My calendar is on there. Always feel free to catch, you know, catch Mm. up. But I have clients that come back years and I'm not exaggerating when I say that where they're like, oh my gosh, I just got an email from you and I, you know, now is the right time. So space it out. And that's what I work through. Like everybody's cadence is different. All of those buckets of not now, never, there's all different cadences. I say follow up until somebody's like, please remove me from your list. No, thank you. Or they remove themselves. Um, And not in an obnoxious way, but just kind of 
nurturing them. One of the things that I always do too, is I give them some sort of value every time I touch them. Mm. I'm not just saying, Carol, okay, I spoke to you last month. Are you ready to go? Here's some more information. Here's a tip. You know, you know, a Q4 is closing. You know, what does that look like for your Q1? So yes, I'm asking where they're standing if they want another follow-up, but I'm also giving them something that even if they never used me, they can walk away with that. That's wonderful. Yeah, and that's so, so important. So I think for our listeners who are hearing that, um, just, yeah, remember to give value while you're staying in, in contact. Um, that just does, that builds, as you say authentic and build that empathetic relationship. Darlene, I'd love to ask you, what are some of the ways that people can work with you? How do you connect? You know, what what are their courses? They work one-on-one. Tell us more. So I do um, a strategic session where it's over the course of a month, a month's time, a little bit more, where I'm really developing the sales strategy, giving them everything they need, talking points. Again, I don't have, I don't have a one size fits all system. It's very custom because each of my clients are custom. Even if I have two coaches, I work with their natural bend and their personality. So it's authentic to them. Not everybody's going to sell like I do. Um, and nor should they, right? That doesn't mean they can't be successful. So I really get to know them, what their processes are and set things up for them to make them successful that they can go and be empowered and sell on their own. That is, like I said, that's about four weeks. And then two weeks after that, I follow up to make sure how is it working? How is it implemented? I give them cadences for follow-up, nurturing, um, as well as how to overcome objections and and really how to build strategic partnerships and referrals. Um, I also have started doing recently for some people that are great at sales and they're, but again, they just need that real outside eye. Um, so I do a one to two hour just brainstorming session, see what their offerings are, just offer my, you know, personal opinion and give them a broad spectrum of where they can either improve or add. And I've heard a lot of great feedback um, from those sessions by telling me nobody's honest with me. So I think that that, you know, and and I will say that's a little intimidating when you see somebody who's amazing at what they're doing. Um, and then you, you have to speak into that, but typically the person knows, right? They just need that sounding board right. of in the right direction or their gut is kind of telling them I should change this. And when somebody else points it out, it's a relief because Absolutely. They, yeah. Yeah, they knew. They knew. So, so those are two different ways, but anybody can visit my website, dp-consults.com or me on LinkedIn. I'm active on LinkedIn and I put a lot of content out there too. So I'm happy to connect with anybody that may need some support or just wants to follow me for some tips. Wonderful. That's super, Darlene. I'll make sure to have your website and then your connections on LinkedIn. Um, I'll pop those into our show notes. So 
Thank you for sharing so much encouragement that people can realize there is a way to work and look at sales from a, a different viewpoint. So appreciate you being with me today. Thank you. For those that are listening, if our conversation has sparked some inspiration for you, I do invite you to share this episode with others. You just never know who could do with listening and need a little bit of encouragement. And I encourage you to embrace your unique way of connecting, inspiring, or creating this week and let it bring a sense of joy into your world. In my role as a coach, I specialize in assisting women solopreneurs in midlife to conquer procrastination, attain balance in their business endeavors, and nurture a positive mindset. By blending personalized accountability and mindset coaching with the powerful Positive Intelligence Program, you'll gain the confidence to harness tools that will elevate your overall happiness. So feel free to reach out if you have any inquiries. I am here to support you on your journey. Until the next time, take care.